bit of confusion on meeting department heads and life group leaders today, 4 o'clock, if those who are a bit confused about it, 4 p.m. We're meeting today for a short time. Okay. As we enter 2018, on the days that I'm preaching, looking at a particular theme up to Easter. Anyway, it's uh, something that's been with me since early ministry days, but I've never we done a whole full series. I've picked on it and from time to time on some issues and shared it with some other leaders in the church. And when Grayson Jones was here some time ago, something prompted, I believe God prompted something in my spirit just to spend some time, particularly at the beginning of the year up to Easter, which is April the 1st this year. Actually coincides with Atheist Day. Do you know what I mean? Someday in America complained once about we've got all these saints days during the year that we celebrate. Why is it not an atheist day? And one of the judges in our local uh, district said, well, we already got an atheist day. It's called April the 1st because the Bible says the fool has said in his heart there is no God. So April the 1st, we're going to laugh in the face of atheist day because we're going to celebrate the resurrected Christ and laugh at all the fools who the Bible says are fools because they don't believe there is a God. We want to tell you there is a God in heaven. There's a God who by his spirit is moving on planet earth. And we're going to live between now and then. We're going to talk about what it means to be living the third day. And it's all because of Easter Sunday. This is not my text for today, but it all comes from Acts 10, 39, 40. It says, they put him, that is Jesus, to death by hanging him on a cross. But God raised him to life on the third day day. And there's bits and pieces of the third day, and I've mentioned different aspects of that through years, but I just feel whenever I'm preaching between now and up till Easter, I'll be preaching on a theme about what it means to live in the third day. There were some aspects of scripture that I believe I saw some time ago, but just that phrase gripped me, and it could have been on the third day of the week talking about, or on the third day of a feast, or on the third day of something happening. But I just believe God showed me and stirred something in me that there was an aspect of what it means. And they're all, if you like, apart from today, is they're all leading up to Easter Sunday. They're all Old Testament or before then. And they're just pictures of what it means to be living in third day. And the reality is the more you grow and the more you walk with God and the more you grow with God in your personal walk or ministry, it's amazing how much more you see than before. And you grow more and you see more and whatever you was in you a few years ago. There's a, a revelation, a further revelation, a newness comes in it. And I don't know about you, but in my life, and my walk with God, uh, I realize the more that I know, the more I don't know. The more I get to know about God and His Word, the more I realize how much I don't know about God and His Word. You can work that one out for yourself as a realization comes. But here... I'm going to read from, in a few moments, just one verse. Don't be frightened because it's only one verse. But it's only one verse. But the background is in Acts 27, where Paul is basically a prisoner uh, on a boat. He's along with others. And he started off, in a, and it was lovely. And it was all plain sailing. He was a prisoner on his way to Rome, uh, is the background of the story. And it started off like a Harry and Jeanette cruise ship type journey. Well, everyone was hunky-dory, it was wonderful, wife was great, sun's beating down, plain sailing, you didn't even know you are on a ship, having a great time. But then storms kicked in, then storms kicked in, 
And I don't know if you, me, whenever I think of a boat and storms kicking in, I already feel seasick as it were. And the reality is, it's life. Or it could be a year. Things can be plain sailing, but then storms can kick in to life. Things can happen. It's not all plain sailing. And even though we love Jesus and God's for us, that doesn't mean to say that life is always plain sailing. And we don't pray for problems. We don't live expecting problems. But God, Jesus says, in the world you're going to have trouble. But he said, but of good courage, I have overcome the world. But it did say you're going to have stuff happen. There's going to be stuff that kicks in. Life's not always going to be plain sailing. And I want to just look at a specific action that these guys did while the storm kicked in in their world, in their journey through life. And then it said this. Acts 29:17 it says on the third day they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands forgive me if this is too simplistically if you've not heard me share this if you have heard me share this before but other suddenly what I mean I believe when the Bible talks about the third day I believe when Jesus rose from the third day that was a resurrection life and I believe from that day we can live in resurrection life we are meant to live in resurrection life. The Bible says, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies. Not your heavenly bodies, not your eternal bodies, but your mortal bodies. By his spirit who lives in you. There's a resurrection life that we can live in, that we are meant to live in. That's the norm. We have rectory, we have resurrection life, but stuff still happens. But when stuff happens particular, we need to let that resurrection life suffer and kick in and let loose in our lives. We sing a song, your love let loose in me sometimes. But there's also, we need to let his life let loose in us. But the first thing we see in this one I'll read it again. On the third day, they were in the storm. It was hunky-dory, got bad. But then on the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard. It was difficult in the third day. And that phrase just gripped me as I read it because I believe we need to live in third day. In the first part of the first day, and it's good at the beginning, third day, and it's good at the beginning of the year, the first thing we need to go, do is let go. We need to let go some stuff. What did it mean by tackle? This is what Gretchen read something. It says, what it meant by the ship's tackle. Whatever they could do without that carried weight. Whatever they could do without that carried weight, they let it go. And it was furniture, tables, chairs, whatever on the ship, whatever they could do without. On the third day, they decided, we need to let this go. Because it's weighing us down. It's burden us. It's going to cause us not to survive or live, if you like. And let me tell you, living the third day means we live in the sense that we need to let go all that is weighing us down and burdening us and causing us to be less than what God calls us to be. It's a day to get rid of. It's a day to let go. Galatians 5 and 1 says, It's for freedom that Christ set us free. Stand firm then and don't let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery, i.e., it's a day of letting go those things that are burdening us, weighing us down, that we don't need to take into our future. 
It's a day of letting go. And I want, at the beginning of this year, to say if we really want to realize and live the resurrection life that is ours, we need to take a decision. We're going to let go, first of all. We're going to let go some of the stuff that's hindering us, that's weighing us down. We need to let go of the past mistakes that keep getting us down. We sang that song, we sang near the end there, it says, leave behind your regrets and mistakes. And this morning, this is one of the heaviest, if you like, of my living the third day, but I believe it's essential at the beginning of the year, if we want to go in and possess all that God's got from, we need to start the year by letting go of some stuff. We need to let go the past mistakes. We need to let go of the habits which keep kicking in and making us feel bad in the sense that are not what we should be. We need to let go of the attitudes that we know which is not what Christ would adopt or have us adopt. We need to let go of the unforgiveness that we're holding in our hearts. The things we've been carried around because they said this or they did that to us in 2017 or maybe 1977, who knows how long we carry stuff about. But today, I'm believing it's time to let it go. It's time to let it go so that you can move on and possess all that God has got for you. Living the third day means not carrying the baggage of what we've done. It's hindered us, weighed us down. It's letting go of what God has, got, got, has not got for us to take hold of what he has for us. It's letting go of the anger that burns within us, of the disappointments of life not working out the way we told, of God not answering our prayers the way we wanted God to answer our prayers. And even though we're smiling, we're trusting God, but we know inside we're getting a bit anxious and coming a bit bitter. It's time to let it go, folks. It's time to let go of the stuff which is holding you back and hindering you because God's got something greater for you, but you need to let go. And listen, and we need to let go sometimes of those good things that have happened to us. We need to let go. Sometimes it's easy to dwell on the successes on personal or ministry, and we keep a hold of them, and we need to let them go because they were for a day in the past, and thank God for the blessings of the past, and thank God for what happened, but let's not dwell and live here. Let's let it go to go on to what God has got for us. It's about letting go of what is not for future. Paul says, we know it in Philippians 1, 3, 13, one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me in heavenward in Christ Jesus. Forget what's going past. And this morning, guys, folks, Let's let go of the stuff that's hindering us. Let's let go of the attitudes that have hindered us. Sometimes it's relationships. We need to let them go. You know why? Because they're weighing us down. They're burdening us. They're not where God wants us to go. And they're stopping us possessing what God has got for us. And the third day, they threw the stuff that wasn't needed and was weighing them down overboard. And I believe today's a day. I'm encouraging you. I want to help you this year. I want this to be the greatest year you've ever had in life. I want this to be the most God-filled, God-blessed, successful day you've ever had. But to do that, we need to let stuff go to take hold of what God's got for us. It's about letting go at the beginning of the year the stuff we know it's not right. And letting loose the life of God. The Jubilee Bible says this about that verse. And the third day, with their own hands, they cast off the dead works of the ship. And that phrase, the dead works. 
of the shepherd. If you read Hebrews 9, the writer's talking about in the old covenant and how sacrifices had to happen all the time, but he came into the new covenant and Jesus Christ once for all sacrificed. Incredible. We've just celebrated a communion where Jesus, I, I never ceased to get amazed. My mind is blown away how one sacrifice, one afternoon, Jesus hung on the cross and took the penalty for every person who's ever lived on planet earth and to set us free to have a living relationship, to forgive us. What an awesome, incredible sacrifice. Everybody who's ever lived and will ever live in the Old Testament, peace had to regularly give sacrifices to try and get the people right with God. But Jesus Christ, one person, one sacrifice, one afternoon, forever, all time, caused his blood to be shed so that we can live in a right relationship with God. That is incredible. It blows my mind. I'll never understand it. But I choose to just thank God and experience the fact he did it for me. And I thank him for it. And the writer to the Hebrews says about that sacrifice, how God, he, it was without blemish to cleanse us, our conscience, from dead works to serve the living God. They threw over the dead works, and we need to throw off the dead works. And sometimes that dead works is described of the sinful acts or the acts which are not of God, but sometimes it's the religiosity of stuff that we try to do to please Almighty God. It's making works that don't mean a thing in God because God looks at the heart, but when you love Him, it'll be good works that flow from you. But if you're just trying to do stuff to please God and get in God's good side, they're dead works that don't mean anything. They're religiosity and we need to get rid of religiosity and let the life of God kick in. We need to let loose the life of God. We need to stop, let go of, this is how we do things. This is how we've always done things. This is what we're supposed to do. There's a form, there's a ritual that we need to go through. I believe living in the third day means letting go of how we need to do things and letting the life of God kick in and show us what we need to do now. Letting go individually and corporate of the stuff of the dead works. I'm not saying anything goes and you live anyway. Of course not. We have to live God's way. God's got a standing. God's word is kick, is true, and it will never change. And we have to live God's way. We really know. We know sometimes we get caught up in what we think are spiritual things and they're just religious things. You know, God doesn't care whether we sing hymns or whether we sing worship songs that are new. God looks at the heart of worship that's coming out. He doesn't care if you do this. He doesn't care. Let me tell you, he doesn't really care if you wear a tie or whether you don't wear a tie. He cares you wear something, but that's another story. Okay. He doesn't care how you do church. He's looking at the heart. But we think even in Pentecostal circles, we have vain traditions that we have to do it this way. I'm believing it's time to live in a third day where we let loose the life of God and not let the past or this is sound. Sometimes it's, oh, that was great and that was great in the past and that's how we've done it in the past. I believe it's time to let go of the past and embrace what God has got. Leviticus 19 gripped me as well this time when I was reading it. It's incredible how Leviticus can grip you. Anyway, when you sacrifice a fellowship offering to the Lord, sacrifice it in such a way that it will be accepted on your behalf. This is God speaking Old Testament to people, but it's a picture of what he wants us to be like. It shall be late on the third day, no, on the, on the day you sacrifice it, or on the next day you can sacrifice it. 
be anything left over until the third day must be burned. Know why? Because you need to, the third day is living in the freshness of today, not on what was yesterday. Two aspects of that. Okay, what you're offering to him. What we offer to him shouldn't it be what we did last year or yesterday. It's not, I believe, what we're offering him in our sacrifice of worship. And if you read Romans 12, our lifestyle is a sacrifice of worship. And what we give him today is not based on what we give him. It's, Lord, I'm coming and I want to give you fresh praise. I don't want you just to stir up with an attitude. I want to give you fresh praise and worship. I want to serve you in a fresh and a new way. I want to live in a new way for you. I want to give you something fresh and new. Your mercies are new every morning. I want to give my praise fresh and new every morning. We've deliberately started this week in the songs about singing to him a new song. It's been about every psalm I've read this week is about singing to him a new song. I believe it's time to let it go. I'm not saying that physically, but it's a heart and an attitude. Lord, I want to give you fresh praise. I want to give you something new. I want to offer to you not that which is nothing, not that which was yesterday. I don't want to just keep doing what I've always done. Lord, as I enter 2018, I want to let loose your life in me. And I want to let loose a fresh anointing, a fresh praise, a fresh, a fresh giving to you. I want to give you more than I've ever given you. I want to give you something better than I've ever given you. I want to come with your heart, which is more in touch with you. A heart that wants to give you more than I've ever given you. To serve you more than I've ever served you. To do things I've never done before. To do something fresh. And I've done maybe done things for one year, for two years, for one day, for two days. But this is living the third day means I'm going to give what I give in a fresh way. I'm not going to just drag up what I've always done. I want to give you fresh praise. I want to give you fresh worship. But it's also they had to eat in the third day. I don't want to live in what I've ate before. I want new manna from heaven on a daily basis. I want new anointing in my life. I want a fresh provision in my life. I want a fresh revelation in my life. I want to read your word and not just drag out what I've read before. I want to come alive every day and get fresh stuff and fresh manna from your word. I want to come and I want to receive something fresh and something new. Because living the third day is me giving something new, something fresh to you, and then me receiving something fresh and new in my life. But to do that, I need to let go of all the garbage and all the stuff that's weighing me down so that I can come and embrace the new that you've got for me. That's what today really is all about. Short message. Because I want us to spend a few minutes dealing, doing business between us and God. The band are coming up. I'm not finished. I've still got a page of my notes to go. And it's got more words on it than any other page. So. It's a day, living the third day, and as we start this year, I just want us right at the very first Sunday of coming together, I believe that some of us in here just need to let go of stuff. We need to let go of some stuff which has hindered us and is hindering us and stopping us fulfilling and becoming all that God's called us to be. Let go of what's hindering. Let go of dead works of just religiously going through the motions. Let go of staleness. Let go of what is not of the life of God. We need to let loose and let God and let his life loose and to let go. But you need to let her go of this morning. Hebrews 12, verse one says this. This is for the beginning of the year. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down. Especially sin so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. 
note the word there. This is sometimes where we get it wrong. It says, let us do it. Let us strip off the weight. Let us let go of the weight that holds us down. Because part of the problem is we wait in God doing everything. But when God raised Jesus from the dead, he put resurrection life within us when we came to him. And now that energy within us, that power, it's almost like potential energy, life force, which needs to kick in and become active, kinetic, but the energy. We're still waiting in God to do this, that, and the next thing. But God says, living the third day means I've equipped you and given you everything that you need to go on and possess what God got for you. Because if we flip back to the beginning in Paul's story here, this is what Grimm says, on the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. See, living the third day is not me standing saying, God, I need you to get this out of my life. Third day is God saying, I've equipped you. I've got resurrection life put inside you. Now you need to take a stand and you need to let go. You need to make a decision with your own hands to let go of the stuff that you know is holding you back. That you know is not taking you where you want to go. To live in the third day means you need to let go so that the life of God can take you on. Let's all stand for a moment or two. As we begin this year, the reality is that we all have a personal responsibility for the growth of this house, for the health of this house. If you're part of this house, when you do business with God, and if every one of us dealt with God and done the business with God, that would have a greater impact on us collectively when we come together. But I'm concerned about you as an individual. As pastor, as leader, my heart is to see you possess all that God's got for you. I really do. I don't want anybody in here to miss all that God's got for them. And part of my responsibility is to say at the beginning of this year, in order for you to embrace everything that God's got and everything that God has for you, you need to begin living the third day by making the decision, I'm going to let go. I'm throwing overboard the stuff that I know is hindering me, it's burdening me, it's weighing me down, and I don't need it in my life. And some it might be nice, but you know what? Nice can stop you possessing what God has got, which is greater. This morning, just for a few moments when nobody really speaking, just between you and God, I just believe as I've shared, I believe the Spirit of God is just dropping things into your heart, into your spirit that you know has hindered you and has been hindered you. It may have been for more than one year. It may have been for years. You may have been holding things. You may have been, and you know it's not what God wants for you. You know it's not right. You know it's hindering you moving on. Don't wait to December to let it go. At the beginning of the year, let go. And then let God do what only God can do.
but you make a decision this morning. It's not a physical thing, but spiritually, you're saying, Lord, I'm throwing this overboard in my life. This attitude, this habit, this bitterness, this anger, this resentment, this disappointment, or this dwelling even in past successes that I'm still living on because I want to embrace the new that you've got for me. So just for a couple of minutes, if that's you between you and God, God is showing you something. The Spirit of God is showing you something right now. Just say, Lord, I'm throwing that overboard. God, I thank you for resurrection life. I believe, Lord, that we can live in that resurrection third day living every day. But Lord, to fully embrace it and to live it, the stuff we need to let go of. And I pray, Lord, everyone here, Lord, who your spirit has just pinpointed something within them, Lord, we'll just let it go. That we will physically let it go once and for all. We don't need it for where you want to take us. It's hindering us, it's burdening us, it's weighing us down. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that we we have the capacity, we have the victory in us, which can say, we're letting it go, we're throwing it overboard, because we're going on to possess all that you've got for us. We want to let loose the life of God that's in us. We let go of the baggage, and we let loose the life of God. And Lord, as a group of people, we commit, Lord, to offer you fresh praise, to fresh serve you, to fresh worship you, Lord, to do things, Lord, even things we've never done before, to not be held back by our preconceived ideas of this is how it's been, but to embrace the new that you have for us. Thank you for your favor. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your power. Thank you for Jesus' victory. Thank you because he rose from the dead. We can live in our resurrection life. And today we're believing that we're going to be different people because we're letting go of stuff which has caused us to be held back. And this is a year we embrace more and more our future and all that you've got for us. Father, this is a year where we see you do more than we've ever seen you. This is a year, Lord, where we grow more than we've ever grown, where we fulfill more than we've ever fulfilled, where we see your God exalted and magnified in a greater way in our lives. Father, thank you, Father God, that we have the capacity to let go. It doesn't need to hinder us because whom the Son is set free is free indeed. And we can live in your freedom. We can live without the baggage that has caused us to be less than. And we can become more than conquerors, more than the physical, more than the natural. We can be more than in Jesus Christ. And Lord, I pray that this year that we move from less than to more than because we've let go and we've embraced our future and all that God's got for us in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. The tomb where soldiers watched in vain 
was borrowed for three days his body there would not remain our God is rather 